What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me, as always, are the usual suspects here. We've got Robert DeFelice. Hello. And Callum Wiggins. Hey. So, we took care of the hot tags. We are on episode 358, if I remember correctly, and we are on the main event, which is going to be something that we haven't actually done in the past. This is We've done plenty of tournament stuff, but this is going to be like a bookend kind of a thing. Uh, earlier in the year, uh, we were just kind of talking about maybe doing some kind of a fall tournament and, you know, it kind of balances out a little bit of the, how we do the March, uh, tournament, March and slash April is smart madness. And then in the summer we have the sexiest WWE superstars tournament. So it'd be kind of nice to do one in the fall too, because it's like, you know, balance it out in threes and Callum actually came up with the idea of calling it champs giving. And I immediately loved it because I love my puns and stuff like that. And my little word plays. So put that on the back burner, worked on that a little bit here and there. And this is what we got for you. Uh, 2018 inaugural champs giving tournament is going to function as follows. We are going to have six rounds because there are actually enough to be able to do almost a 64 person tournament instead of my usual 32. I had thought that, you know, maybe we would do 16, make it real quick, just do it in November, that kind of a thing. But then I started looking at the possibilities of where do we start. And I really, no matter what, couldn't figure out a better way to start other than WWE World Champions. Problem with that, how do you tell people that they can only remember the WWE Championship runs? And not the World Heavyweight Championship runs or the Universal Heavyweight Championship runs. Something like a Brock Lesnar, he just came off of a really long Universal title run. Well, if you say that that's not something that counts and it's only the WWE Championship itself, people are going to have that skew their perception. So I figured the only way that we could do this is to incorporate all three and just have it be world champions in WWE. So all three titles are factored in here, which means we got up to, I think it was um, 61 official, no, it was 60 official WWE champions. Then we have one who is not really official, but kind of is. And then we have one who I kind of gave a little bit of like leeway to. And then we have two buy rounds because... I had left it open that maybe Braun Strowman could win. This is when I was planning this out. And that maybe Samoa Joe could win. So we don't have Braun Strowman as a universal champion. We don't have Samoa Joe as the WWE champion. Two buy rounds. And we're not going to break down every match that's going on here for the first round. And then, of course, round two, round three, and all that other kind of stuff. What we're going to do here is we're going to give you a preview of the tournament itself our perspective of people that could potentially win, maybe some people who are like underdogs and they can come back and really make it really far, the way that the tournament is seeded, all the other kind of stuff like that. So first things first, I just want to ask you guys, champs giving tournament, if you're given the idea of best world champion, do you think that this is going to be an easy tournament or you think that this is going to be something that people are going to really be like stuck going, man, I don't know who to vote for between these two and these two and these five and that kind of thing. It depends on who's voting and what the median age is, because like for me, this is actually a very fun tournament. It's going to be hard to vote for. I don't know. 
I don't know about you guys, but I see a lot of really good names here that don't often get as much praise as they should. So I'm looking forward to this tournament. What do you think it, Callum? Um, I think it'll start off quite easy to determine. I mean, obviously, it's been... I assume your process of like sorting out the brackets has tried to eliminate some of the dead wood as soon as possible. Because there have been some pretty bad world champions in the course of history, and it'll be good to get them like out the way pretty quickly. But as things start to progress, I think it'll start to become a little bit more, like like Rob says, a bit more of an, an age generation aspect of it. And... But and I think it might be quite competitive because I'm sure there's a number of people that like follow wrestling history and understand the significance of people even f- as far back to the 70s and 80s, even earlier in some instances. So it will be interesting to see who people do just consider to be the greatest champion. I don't I don't think it's cut and dry by any stretch of the imagination. Well, you brought up the idea of the placement of these different people and. Normally on a tournament, what I like to do is I like to take half of the tournament uh, team options or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's not teams technically. It's usually individuals. But I usually like sort of look at that and go, all right, who are the people that I think people are going to vote for the most? And then who are the people that I think are going to vote for the least? And then I pair them off and try to knock them out in the first round. This time around, I figured, you know what? We actually have a legitimate means to seed the tournament instead of just based off of entirely opinion so i went with seeding them top to bottom based off of their combined days as champion which that led to some interesting things because there's some people that i think really should be going past the first round that aren't going to be able to because they're up against people that are just in the same sort of range but there's also people that maybe they've had a really, really bad world title reign. It just happened to be a long one. And they're ranked a lot higher. It's really kind of an odd situation. And the first thing I want to mention as far as the buy rounds go for that is since there are two buys, I figured it's only justifiable in my mind the two buy rounds go to the top two, Bruno San Martino and Hulk Hogan. They're going to get past whoever they're up against in the first round. They might as well just get the buys. You know what I mean? They deserve I agree. it. They're the fair two. Yeah. To go with. But looking at how the seeding ended up going, I mean, I'm looking on like the left-hand side right here, Jinder Mahal and The Miz. That's something that like, I would assume probably both of them would be knocked out in the first round if they were up against plenty of other people. I'm assuming the Miz is going to win that one, of course, but that'd be kind of interesting that like, how would you expect to see that like round two of this tournament would see Bruno San Martino against the Miz, you know, like, well, I mean, it's kind of like a warm up match. It's almost like, Hey, I'm not last place, but I'm going to beat the guy that will be last place. And then they're going to lose to Bruno because Bruno at least should make it to round three or four. I mean, he's got two potential really, really strong contenders in that round three kind of thing, because round one, I mean, it's Undertaker, Kali. We're all going Kali, uh, I'm sure, right? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, Undertaker's moving on. Iconic summer of 07, man. Ugh. 
like you'd, you'd have to assume Undertaker wins that one, and then I would have to assume Shawn Michaels beats out Sergeant Slaughter. But that actually is, if you're being a little bit fair, even though Shawn Michaels is my favorite of all time, there's actually at least a little bit of an argument for Slaughter there. I don't think so. Yeah, the I only think... Re- the only reason Slaughter was ever a world champion was just so they could put somebody in a turban for WrestleMania 7 to have Hogan defend the honor of America. Yeah, but you know what, though? I could see that being a tougher fight than Undertaker Kali. That's what I mean. Well, anything is a tougher fight when it comes to greatest world champions than Kali. I'd put the Miz <laughs> and Mahal over Kali. Uh, and then, of course, that means that we would get Undertaker and Michaels. And that's like, you know, that's pretty interesting. The winner of that will end up doing uh, Bruno. And, you know, that's oh, why... Where I've heard that before, I'm taking it, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I'm like going through this list though, like Stan Stasiak against Randy Orton. I'm assuming that there's, of course, going to be a bias for more like modern day things and attitude and new generation type era people. Because how many people are really going to vote for Stan Stasiak? You know, I'm sure would. Not yeah. Sean Stasiak. <laughs> uh, it depends on the. Uh, the amount of inhabitants on planet Stasiak at the moment. Well, this match in particular, I think, is one of the most interesting. JBL is going to go up against Ric Flair in round one. And it'll be kind of fun to see if people can ignore Ric Flair's WCW title reigns and NWA title reigns. Because this is... Best champions in WWE. And I would go so far as to say that JBL, that there's a case to say JBL should beat out Ric Flair. It's kind of tough. I I think people are going to look at the word best world champion. They're going to completely lose WWE at that point and say, well, Ric Flair obviously has to win. But I think you're right. If we're talking strictly from a WWE context, JBL absolutely beats at Ric Flair. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's like saying that Dean Ambrose, when he was United States champion, beats out loads of other United States champions because he held the belt a long time. He defended it like five times. JBL's title run was cancer for SmackDown. Absolute. It was the thing that turned SmackDown from a reasonably balanced show towards Raw to being the the B show and putting it into the doldrums for years and years and years. It could be argued though, that Ric Flair's run was so bad that it made Vince go, all right, I can't do this anymore. I need some youth, you know? I think that was probably more due to the fact that uh, Hulk Hogan and all these steroids were going away. So they kind of <laughs> had to, they decided to move on with people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels instead. I I, I think even though Ric Flair's combined title reigns in WWE were probably like maybe not even half of what JBL's one title reign was, they were far more significant than anything JBL ever did. And the fact that Ric Flair won it in a in a Royal Rumble and everything, it's like JBL's. I I I don't want to see J. Based on just principle, I don't want to see JBL progress past the first round. Doesn't I mean. The reality is, round two could be Stan Stasiak versus JBL. <laughs> That's what's weird about the placement of these kind of things. Like, I mean, I'm assuming, of, of course, Ivan Koloff is not going to beat Bret Hart. I would argue Bret Hart 100% in that regard. I mean, he beat Bruno Sammartino, so. 
Yeah, Ivan Koloff, I think. Of all the older names on this list, Ivan Koloff is one of those that if people know their history, he could get a win. He better not. I wouldn't say for Brett. I wouldn't say for Brett. Some people maybe, but I think Brett Hart is pretty safe. Ultimate Warrior Goldberg. It's Goldberg in WWE. I know, and that's like, God damn it! Like we're gonna get Ultimate Warrior in the second round. <laughs> I know that's that's also quite horrible. You think Goldberg's idea. gonna fall? Oh yeah. Of course. Well, it's, it's again, it's WWE. Goldberg's one really good world championship reign was in WCW. His WWE well, one was terrible. We're giving people a lot of credit here to say that they're gonna be very, you know, genuine and well. Let's assume their WWE run. I think people might just look at Goldberg versus Warrior and say. Goldberg was the bigger star and better champion. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't care because Ultimate Warrior is a despicable human being and shouldn't get anywhere beyond this tournament, really. <laughs> it's, it's it's horrifying enough that he has to be on this thing just because he did hold the WWE Championship for as long as he did, but I'd, I'd take Goldberg. I'd take um, anybody pretty much over him. Um, you know, Ultimate Warrior was the only person to ever pin Hogan clean during Hogan's monster Hulkamania run. But Goldberg ended what many people like to call Triple H's reign of terror. He that... didn't end it. He temporarily stalled it. Well, the man Triple had H to get married. Back. The man had to get married, Caleb. He had to get married and he was struggling with a fire injury and stuff like that. And then as soon as he was healthy and he'd been through the honeymoon, he was right back with the championship. <laughs> but he did, but... We also forget that Goldberg is also a universal champion, a former universal champion. Yeah, that's right. So he technically has held t- two titles. Yeah, but you know what? Into WrestleMania. One of those was just like, let's take it off of Kevin Owens so he can lose it at WrestleMania, that kind of thing and stuff. And that's still like a pretty fresh wound. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of reigns are like that because I, I had to break it to you, Tony, but it's fake. It's pretty sad. It's like, oh, we'll just take the title of this guy to give it to this guy. It's Wait like, a minute. You can't shatter. My world like this, Callum. Look, it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Man, talking about like uh blowout things though, John Cena against Finn Balor. That's gonna be the easiest vote, I if, think, probably. If Finn Balor gets one vote, people are full of shit. Like Right. I, so Finn Balor's got a combined total of one day as a world champion. Am, am I correct? Yep. Yes. Yeah, because I'm not counting NXT championships. Yeah, so how many days has John Cena been? champion do we know um you know what let me bring just combined world champions it's probably close to it's probably well over a thousand at this point let me bring that up because i do have those notes because i needed to figure that out ahead of time and stuff like that let me uh bring up my excel sheet but in the meantime while that's loading because for some reason if we're talking if we're talking wwe world championships cena's got the record and 16 yeah yeah it, it could even be argued that if Hogan wasn't going to get the buy, Cena could. You know what I mean? Just because that he is one of the bigger world champions of all time. Yeah, I actually, originally I was thinking of doing it based off of the amount of times that they won. And then it was like, there was too many people that are like two-time champs and stuff. And then everybody's like kind of on the same page and stuff. John mm-hmm. Cena is a combined of 1,412 days. So he is he the n- get, number four ranked. So basically, he should get 1,412 times the number of votes that Finn Balor gets on this thing. He pretty much sense. should. 
Yeah, the top ones for anybody that's interested, just in case they can't figure it out by the bracket themselves. Uh, Bruno, then Hogan, then Backlund, then Cena, Triple H, Brock Lesnar, Pedro Morales, Randy Orton, and the top 10 uh, final one is Bret Hart. Then actually CM Punk is number 11. And the ones that are the bottom ranked, uh, we talked about how like one of them is Finn Balor. He is actually ranked number 62. He is even with Andre the Giant, because Andre had that one day title reign. And there are actually three things that are zero. Uh, One of them, of course, being... Oh, actually, two of them being vacant, because vacant doesn't get anything. Although I was actually thinking of trying to calculate one vacant spot and actually giving quote-unquote vacant as a champion and just say like, man, vacant has won it a lot because a lot of people have vacated the title and like different things like that and give them like a spot. Like, I really yeah. thought about doing that, but then I was like, like he's defeated. He's defeated Shawn Michaels. He's yep. defeated. So many times I wanted to do that just cause be, you got to factor it's all those titles. It's all, you know, the time after Finn Balor lost the title, uh, the universal title. It's the times after the world heavyweight championship, the WWE championship. So vacant could have been quite up there, but I said no. Uh, and the other one I'll get to when we get to it. But like, uh, that's like how we came about with a lot of those kind of things. And there's no reason that anybody should vote for Finn Balor over John Cena. Absolutely not. Kevin Owens and Big Show. Uh, that's like a thing that that's going to go like 50-50, I think. Uh, I would lean more towards Big Show, but we'll see. Steve Austin and Christian. That's the kind of thing that like, poor Christian, man. He's going to get his oh. ass whooped. Hold on, don't just say that match. Say the one after that, Tony. Steve Austin gets Christian and the Rockets Jack Swagger. Boy, were you trying to pigeonhole this Steve Austin Rock matchup or what? No, this is exactly how it planned out. I mean, I yeah. I got the the seating. You know, I did the. You rank that all in Excel, put them in order. Say, uh, I think it was like printmybrackets.com or something like that is the one that like does the seating for you. And that's how it worked. And I was like, all right, shit. Well, that means round two, we have Steve Austin and The Rock. And The Rock and Steve Austin are two of the most, like, celebrated world champions of all time. Right. But they didn't actually, they had, like, just a load of short reigns, realistically. And it's kind of like, no matter what, one of them has to go. And we won't have, that's still round three, round four, round five semifinals, and then the finals before we, you know, get to crown a winner here and that's like if you're going best wwe stars of all time steve austin and the rock have to be in the semifinals if not the finals they're not going to make it past round two and there's i mean uh, there's a solid chance that they don't make it past round three because round three they're most likely going to be going up against john cena isn't that crazy well everyone's got to get eliminated at the end of the day well, Except one person, obviously. All right. So I'll put you on the spot. Best world champion, pick a winner, Austin or Rock? I mean, push Austin. comes to shove, I'm going to go with Austin, yeah. I would agree yeah, with Austin, too. It, I, I, and obviously, The Rock is the most recent champion out of all of them, having won the title in 2012 for a, a short period. But it, it's just uh, Austin's ones felt more significant. I'll uh, do you one better, too. If it comes down to John Cena and Steve Austin, I'm going John Cena. Absolutely. No, I I haven't decided that one yet. 
it's it's, it's too it's too much of a burdensome pick at the moment. You got a couple of weeks at least. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the juggernaut in this is Triple H. He's gonna easily beat Andre the Giant, of course. And in round two, he's gonna go up against either Chris Jericho or Rey Mysterio. I'm assuming Chris Jericho. And he'll probably beat Chris Jericho, but you know, Chris Jericho's got a lot of passionate fans, so he could go that far. Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio have two of the worst world championship reigns in like WWE history. In terms of Jericho's undisputed championship reign and uh, Rey Mysterio's first run as world champion. Because they were kind of just like secondary characters with the world championship. Yeah, it's kind of like what Punk was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. There was like guys that were technically the big stars because they held the title, but just were beaten by everyone, really. Just never lost the title. With Rey, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about JDL. That was his like one rival that he was able to beat, and SmackDown to me never felt less than when after Ray won that belt and that whole you know run from twenty two to before Taker gets it at twenty three. Uh, let's see what we have here: Batista and Iron Sheik. That'll be kind of interesting because that's kind of old school, new school, depending on what people go for. Diesel and Dean Ambrose, like, again, it's another one of those scenarios where I wouldn't imagine Diesel and Dean Ambrose going up against each other in some kind of a tournament like this, but that's the way that the seating planned itself out. Callum, who do you vote for there? Ambrose. Why? Because Diesel killed the company (laughs) with his title. He's kind of, realistically, I should vote for Diesel, but I would, I, I, I hate Kevin Nash. With a with a real passion, <laughs> and I just like hate everything he stands for, really. And he can't really stand that much anymore because his legs are all fucked and good good riddance for it. But Ambrose's reign was terrible as well, so I can't re- so realistically. I should just give it to Diesel, but then hopefully he gets eliminated by Batista after that. I'm looking at this yeah. section of the bracket, just this like bottom was it uh, bottom eight people. On the left-hand side, I'm looking at that as, well, Triple H goes into round four. Yeah, probably. I I, I know, because I always remember, Rob, you saying the phrase which just echoes in my ears. I don't know if we were actually recording when you said it or not. Like It was a long time ago, but it just sticks with me. Diesel had one of the most underrated world championship runs in history, and I nearly, like, I, if I could have punched you through my screen, I would have done <laughs> <laughs> Now, the reason I defend that particular run isn't because I actually think wow it produced good matches or anything like that it's just that Nash was the first champion that had to do the pay-per-view every month schedule and Nash was also the last champion for 10 years to get an extended reign with the belt and I put him above a lot of people to come down in like the last 10 years, like some of the people that we've been talking about, you know, Mahal, um, Swagger, Miz, Ambrose. Some real competition there. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I can completely understand that you hate Kevin Nash and that 95 was the worst year in the company's history, but I also think you have to cut him some slack when it comes to certain circumstances of no, his I title reign. I don't have to cut him anything. 
He got ridiculously rich after leaving WWE. I think he's doing fine with me just like like killing killing him for just being. I mean, I will absolutely vote Batista over Nash, but I'm not voting Ambrose over Nash. Hey, Batista's going to go further in this tournament most likely than The Rock and Austin, just by sheer placement, which is kind of weird. That's where it comes in with like if this was an opinion based thing that I was doing, like I usually do with like the Smart Madness and such. I wouldn't have put Batista in that top tier. I would have put him in that like, you know, is he in the fifty fifty middle range of? I probably would have broken it down into fours. I probably would have had like the top quarter, then like the other quarter of like really really good, and then a quarter of like kind of bad and then a quarter of like awful ones and batista probably would have been in like the c bracket almost to me but hey you know he's gonna have to end up going a little bit further just because he got a really good placement and triple h will fucking destroy him opposite side though the uh, right hand side we got hulk hogan in a buy round so buy round wins um daniel bryan and kane who got team hell no against each other I'm glad I don't have to watch that match again. AJ, um, AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt, like that one's going to oh, be difficult. I wanted, to, I wanted to go back to the Daniel Bryan Kane one thing because I, I'm just going to assume that, even though I think it will be closer than might expect, just because Kane had that decent World Championship run, that Bryan would win that match. I'd be very interested in what the result of the Hulk Hogan Daniel Bryan one is going to be, because realistically, it should be Hogan. It should be Hogan but, by a landslide. But Hogan's a very polarizing figure, and Daniel Bryan's a very beloved overall figure. Mm. I think so it'll gonna... be a lot closer than it should be. Yeah, I think it'll be. It'll come down. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Daniel Bryan knock out Hulk Hogan in the second round, just out of like bias. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. If it does, then I'll know that people are unable to check their biases when it comes to this. And for future Champsgiving things, it might have to be some kind of a, a popularity weight value or something like that to it, too. Uh, Styles and Bray Wyatt, that's easy. Sheamus and Jeff Hardy, that's like, damn, I wouldn't have voted for either of them in round one, you know? That's a bizarre pairing. I, I give it to Hardy. That might be me just not checking my bias, but I totally give it to Hardy. I can't stand Sheamus is a world champion. He should have been great. He should have been one of those guys to carry the company, but he really always felt so flat to me. Well, that's well, like, no matter who wins that one, they're going to most likely go up against AJ Styles. And yeah. then that kind of means that AJ almost has a pretty clear path to AJ Hogan in round three. I still give to Hogan. I like I like these matches in round one because it's like I don't have to check my biases, so I can just allow my hatred of Jeff Hardy to flow through and just vote Sheamus through. <laughs> uh, so we're yin and yang on that one, huh? Oh yeah, I mean, I again, I don't think that Sheamus is a great world champion by any stretch of imagination. But there's no way I'm putting Jeff Hardy through. And we have an old school matchup here: Pedro Morales against Antonio Noki. And Antonio Noki is one of the ones that we need to kind of talk about because. WWE does not recognize his title reign as being official, yet he is still kind of considered a former WWE champion. They're very, like, wishy-washy on that. And his title reign only lasted six days, so it's kind of inconsequential, but it's still something that 
has a little bit more weight to it than a lot of the other ones because I looked at our notes ahead of time and we had talked about like Owen Hart, for instance. Owen Hart beat Bret Hart on a house show, yet I looked more into it and the official ruling for that match was the match was then restarted, not that Bret Hart got a title shot right afterward. So that effectively retconned it instead of it being Owen Hart won and then he lost the title. Yeah, it's like the times that um, Chris Benoit won the WWE Championship, but then the matches were immediately restarted. With stupid footwear. So yeah, Antonio so... Noki, even though he's not an official, official champion, he still has a little bit of claim to the throne. And because I had 60 people and I needed to fit four more spots, it was like, you know what? I'm putting Antonio Noki in there. And the likelihood that he wins this thing with a six-day title reign is very, very slim anyway. He'll get, you know, one of those low vote kind of things. And it just happened to be that he goes up against Pedro Morales, which I am not familiar with Pedro Morales' title reign all that much. It's not like, you know, all oh, those classic matches with so-and-so because, you know, that's before my time. But at least there's a little bit of solace to the people that are very old school fans that Morales doesn't get knocked out in the first round. And it's not like everybody who's an older guy gets knocked out in the first round. He did hold the title for a long Morales, time. I think. You think? I think so. I think people are going to look at the names and they're going to know Inoki and they're not going to know anything about Morales. I, th- I think they, they'll know enough about Morales to vote him through this one, but it would be quite interesting to just track his progress for it because he's he's in he's in the same, in terms of like just title reign, it, title reign like length and his significance. He's right up there with someone like Bruno Sammartino, but he's not reverenced like Sammartino is. Right. So, like, he's probably better known as an Intercontinental Champion than as the, a WWE Champion. But, it, yeah, so it'll be quite interesting to see how far he goes, because based on, like, just the length of his title reigns, he should be progressing quite far into this tournament. But, again, he's not that well known. And if he does win, he'll be going up against either Yokozuna or King Booker. That'll be interesting. It's again, uh, Booker T's. I know it's King Booker because obviously he only won his world championship in WWE as King Booker. But um, that's why I specifically put him down as King Booker too, to try to, yeah. you know, help people with that differentiation. But he's known as a five time WCW champion. Whereas his title reign in WWE, while it was okay, was nothing special. Yokozuna at least has claims to be like a really long standing WWE champion. So I'd probably go Yokozuna anyway. Yeah, I'm going Yoko here. So am I. But I could see a lot of people going for King Booker. We got CM Punk against Rob Van Dam. Punk's going to win that one. That's yeah. easy. Uh, superstar Billy Graham against Psycho Sid. I, <laughs> a main event anywhere in the country. <laughs> Five-star classic. I almost kind of just like, all right, we might as well just skip to round three because CM Punk wins. You know, Punk's going to beat both of them. But do most of the people in this tournament have half the brain that Sid does? <laughs> That's the real uh, well, he don't know shit, so I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that kind of looks to me like CM Punk against like Pedro or Yoko. And I'm kind of thinking CM Punk is going to get into round four. We could end up with CM Punk against AJ Styles, CM Punk against Hulk Hogan, that kind of a thing. Punk's going to end up going far from his placement, I think. 
He's kind of getting like a little bit of a lucky Batista spot, I think, to a certain, you know. But he did have a long title reign. It's just kind of, you know, there's there's the popularity factor. There's the, you know, he's fresher. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, then we have a juggernaut of this Bob Backlund up against Ted DiBiase and this is another one we need to clarify Ted DiBiase is not an official WWE champion although he was given the championship by Andre the Giant and they kind of ruled it as like well that doesn't really sort of count and we're going to vacate the title but the fact that Andre giving away the championship like that meant that the title was vacated I felt that was cause enough alone to give Ted DiBiase a spot. It's almost it's as if he, he... It's almost like he caused him to vacate it, you know? And it's also worth also, noting, he did defend it. Yeah, he, there is there is footage of him yep. going and on house shows defending the WWE Championship and wearing the WWE Championship. So if, at least for a short period after the, vacate, the vacancy, they treated him as if he was the WWE champion. Right. And then he birthed the whole million dollar championship. And, you know, there's a little bit to that. Plus, I knew, generally speaking, everybody would look at that and go, well, Ted DiBiase didn't really hold the title all that much. Then, like, let's vote for Bob Acklin. And you know what? Rather than give Bob Acklin just, like, a buy round, fuck it. Give it to Ted DiBiase. You know what? That'll be interesting. See how many votes Ted gets. Bob Acklin's going to win. He should. I mean, it's just a matter of an official champion who is the third longest reigning of all time, I think. It will it would be interesting again to see just how far Bob Allen goes, because even though he's the third like longest holding WWE champion of all time, he's he was he's not really that I mean he's a bigger name than someone like Pedro Morales, but he was pretty dull. <laughs> he's like a um as vanilla as it gets, really, based on his WWE Championship runs. Obviously, when he came back as Mr. Backland, he had a lot more character and color to him. But during his main championship run, he was just like the most white meat, white meat baby face you could ever hope for. What Super Cena wishes he could be. <laughs> uh, we have Roman Reigns versus Chris Benoit. If there was any match in this tournament that I wish I could actually sit down and watch it's probably this there's a lot of good like these matches would be interesting to see and i wonder, I wonder if benoit's gonna murder the competition here i'm i'm assuming people go with roman reigns just out of like guilt maybe but they should go with roman reigns i mean he That's is based on the title reigns as well he is but then there's also going to be people that are going to purposely vote for chris benoit because it'll be funny or they'll vote and for Chris Benoit because he's Roman right because he's not against uh, he's not Roman so there's gonna be that kind of a thing and I I kind of hope that people don't just go with Benoit because it's anti-Roman. Well, at, at the end of the day, like neither of those two is gonna win the whole thing, so no, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but yeah, I think for people's like sanity, they probably just shouldn't put Benoit through. Not 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 so much just due to the fact of all the horrible things that he did or the one major horrible thing that he did but uh the um the fact that his title range just wasn't really that good oh and um it was, to, it was a secondary character as well to clarify also about the seeding when it comes to aj styles and roman reigns the way that i put them out there is i calculated the days that they would be holding the championship up until november 2nd because we know that they're not going to be defending the titles before then 
So that's pretty much a guarantee. Although there is a chance that either of them loses the championship on November 2nd. So I couldn't factor this in as like all the way up until, you know, the potential of them winning until like uh, the end of the champs giving tournament. You never know, really know who's going to win the title. So that was my cutoff day, which means that's where they got placed because otherwise they would have had some other kind of placement. And then that would have changed the whole thing around. Uh, kind of interesting to see what would have happened if I would have kept it at like, what's the cutoff of like the first day that we start the tournament, which I haven't quite figured out yet. I don't know if I'm going to start that like at the end of this week or if I'm going to start it like Tuesday next week or something like that. I don't know. I'll figure out what works with the the metrics and stuff like that. But that's why Roman Reigns gets that spot. And what, that's why AJ gets his spot. Uh, what else we have after this? We have Randy Savage versus Mankind. That would have been a cool feud. Yeah. They, you go Savage on that one. Probably. Yeah, Savage has to win in this context. But again, wow, what a great match this would have been to actually watch. Foley had three fun title reigns, but like they were all like t- a week long at most. Uh, I believe I I did this once. Uh, the combined time Foley was champion is less than a month, and he was champion three times. Mick Foley's combined time was thirty six days. So just over a month. But one of them was a one day title reign. They won obviously SummerSlam, lost it on Raw, and then he has two other ones between like the Rock's championship reigns. That's why the Rock has so many title reigns because Foley kept winning and losing it immediately afterwards. But yeah. Savage's one, oh, actually two of championship reigns, but the one in particular is already far exceeds what Mankind had for the title. How much of this do you think should factor in, like, well, they had, it might not have been a long run, but they had an iconic match. Like, Foley had a championship match during the halftime of the Super Bowl. Well, I'd, I'd value it over certain people. Like, like, Mankind held the title for 36 days but i'd value him as a more deserving winner of this tournament than jinder mahal that's exactly the example i was going to go with because even though you only have 36 days versus jinder mahal which was jinder mahal is 170 days you know you add 100 and whatever days on top of that jinder mahal's reign was pointless so it was five times longer but a million times worse right so that's where I kind of go with. I go with like how many times did they win it? How long did they hold it? How entertaining was that reign? Or like all the reigns in general? Because I mean, some people like a Triple H, he's held it so many different times that it's like, all right, well, that one title reign sucked at like no mercy. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Like, uh, man, another match that would have been really cool to see if they were in their primes Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. Kurt Angle's going to win yeah. that one. Should do, yeah. Uh, we got Brock Lesnar versus Vince McMahon. <laughs> we we have seen that match. Yeah. Brock Lesnar will win that one, of course. Uh, I mean, just his universal reign on its own, by pure length, beats Vince. Seth Rollins oh, yeah. and Eddie Guerrero, that would be a hell of a match. And that's that's the that's probably the biggest dream match for me of all these ones. It it's it's difficult this one because like again it's the bias situation of the fact that Eddie Guerrero is one of my favourites of all time. But like if you just go by numbers or the significance of title reigns, then Rollins kind of has him beat. But again, that'll just be a moment, a momentary like in the moment. Do I decide to go with the head or the heart? 
because they're I not going to get any further anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I love Eddie Guerrero, but I'd be lying if I said his reign was significant outside of the fact that he actually, it was like, it's significant in the fact that he won it and it was like, wow, he actually won the title. But the reign that followed was kind of dull and it led to fucking JBL. Yeah, I'm going Rollins too on that one. And then I'd probably go Brock over Rollins and then, you know, Brock's in round three there. Uh, our last two matches for the first round will be Edge against Buddy Rogers and Alberto Del Rio against Mark Henry. And I'm just sort of skipping to the end here and saying, I can't imagine Buddy Rogers is going to have that many people that are going to stay with the old school. And I can see our round three being Brock Lesnar versus Edge. Yeah, Edge is one of the most winningest world champions of all time. Buddy Rogers, even though he's the first ever champion, like he didn't hold it for very long at all. He was just there to kind of be an established name to transition it on to Bruno. And then Del Rio and Mark Henry, like you might as well just kick Del Rio out of this tournament anyways, because it doesn't deserve any better than that. And Mark Henry's reign was like a good like testament to his career and what he gave WWE, but he shouldn't be beating Edge out for that. Realistically, um, I wish Mahal and The Miz, whoever wins that, could face the winner of this, so we just get the absolute worst people out immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, looking at this, I mean, we obviously we don't have any numbers to go with yet based off of votes because the tournament's not up yet, but the, our discussion here, I'm thinking that the first quadrant is coming down to Bruno, Undertaker, Michaels, Orton, Flair, and Brett. And that is almost kind of, my go-to would be, it's probably Bruno. But I can make an argument for a lot of things. I mean, I could see an argument for Brett, maybe as number two, and I could see an argument for yeah, you know what, I'd, I'd probably say if I were to play around with this a little bit more, Bruno and Brett would be my finals for that section. Um, but that's kind of tough. And I, I'm imagining Bruno moves it on to the semifinals. I'd... Uh, well, I, th- I think it's obviously very likely to be Bruno and Brett. I think Randy Orton has a big shout in this as well. Yeah, he does. He'd probably be the third most... Well, third most likely, or just the the more dark horse out of them. I don't see, like, it would kind of make sense with Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. I don't see them getting that far. I don't think Undertaker's, like... No, as a champion? Bruno's going to knock them out. As a champion, like, as a character, he's, like, a huge name. But he's just, like, as a champion, he just never really was that much of a big deal. Yeah, Bruno's going to knock either of them out. I'd hope so. You'd hope so, but it's kind of a sense of... You, once you, as the further along you get, the more you start getting more to a sense of like it's 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 easier to understand if people want to vote for someone like Michaels, who's more connected to their own childhood. Yeah, yeah, I like this tournament. It's gonna show us who our our readers are, and like, I mean, if they're what... anything like WWE's demographics, they're all like in their fifties and sixties, and then they would just be voting for <laughs> Samartino and Morales anyway. Very true. 
I'm still thinking that no matter what, when push comes to shove, San Martino has the edge in that quadrant. And I'm looking at the other. Who's a dark horse, though? Yeah, I'm all has a chance. <laughs> Kane's got a shot. Uh, <laughs> but he's not in that bracket. Um, I think that John Cena and Steve Austin and The Rock against uh, Triple H is like a guarantee. And I think that since Austin and The Rock are going to be going up against each other, it's essentially it's John Cena and then either Austin or The Rock against Triple H. And I could see that's tough. If John Cena beats The Rock or Austin, John Cena can beat Triple H. If Austin or The Rock goes up against John Cena, beats him, and it's Austin or The Rock against Triple H, I think Triple H wins. I'd flip that around, actually. I think if it's Cena, Triple H, I think Triple H wins. I think if Triple H has to go up against Austin, then Austin's beating Triple H and The Rock, too. The Rock would absolutely beat Triple H. Yeah, it's again it goes with the like the old school mentality a bit more of like the Adrian Era stars being more valuable than John Cena because John Cena still, even though it's gone better for like his relationship with the fans, he's still seen as that like the the guy to rebel against, really. So I could see Cena losing to a Triple H and and uh by proxy obviously like Steve Austin and The Rock earlier on in the situation. But if it was if it was up to me, I'd go with Cena to get through that section. I th- so Cena, San Martino. Who do you think wins? Bruno. San Martino. Again, need to think about it down the line. There's a lot of factors to consider. I probably would go Bruno, but you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot to decide on that one. I think we're going Hogan, top right. I think. Yeah. Even though he's got his detractors, I think he'll probably still be able to beat Daniel Bryan and still uh, still beat AJ Styles. Who's his biggest competition? CM Punk. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, unless maybe some people like value Morales's, and I wouldn't like sniff at Superstar Billy Graham's title reigns either, because it's it's easy to forget the fact that he held the championship for a good year before dropping into Bob Backlund. And he was like the first real heel to hold the championship for such an extended period of time. So it's it's unlikely because he basically looks like an old Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan looks like an old Hulk Hogan. (laughs) But I I would, yeah, I'd say that CM Punk is probably his biggest competition to get into the final. I don't know. I I think I'd put Brian as a bigger threat because I think depending on who's voting, I think a lot of people are over Punk, and I think a lot of people look at Punk now and they see somebody who was rather overrated. So I don't think they'll have a hard time with Punk. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of going to say, like, if, if Hogan is to get through all that once it's face the next kind of section, then Punk's probably the biggest name out of all of those. But I'd, I'd say he'd probably get closer votes against Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Then that fourth quadrant... I mean, uh, Randy Savage has a shot, Bob Backlund has a shot, uh, Brock Lesnar, of course, and Edge. I think that those are the top four. I think uh, Angle has a big claim to this as well. I think push comes to shove, Randy Orton's going to beat Angle. Or Randy Savage, I mean. I think that one will be, I think that one will be very close. Um, Kurt Angle has a lot of... Obviously, Randy Savage's strengths are iconic and he's a huge name, but... Kurt Angle has a lot of 
well, I can only speak personally, but the sense of, I think Kurt Angle's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And I know that doesn't fit into the WWE Championship thing, but I can see people voting with Angle just because of that that reputation that he has. I There's a good chance it might all come down to Savage versus Hogan. Well, that would be only the one side, though. Even that. I mean, for that side. Yeah, for that then, side, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a good shot. It comes down to just them. I mean, I overall, I'm looking at this as I could see the semifinals being Hogan and either Lesnar or Savage. And then, like, San Martino, Triple H, San Martino, Cena... I still kind of think the two buy rounds might end up being the finals. It might be San Martino Hogan in the finals. I think Hogan's got a good shot. I think San Martino has a little stiffer competition because there's people in there like Flair and Cena, you know, Rock, Austin, Hunter, a lot of people in there. I don't know. Yeah, I think if I'm looking at the semifinals right now, I'm going to predict... Uh, San Martino, Cena, Hogan, and I'm actually going to go Lesnar. Is the other uh, one. See, I don't think Lesnar makes it that far because I think people, that's going to be one of those I want to rebel. Oh yeah, kind of, but I, I just don't see Savage doing that. I, I, I think there's a, a really real possibility that Savage gets eliminated by Kurt Angle in round two. Push comes to shove. Who do you guys think is going to end up winning the whole tournament? Hogan. Yep. You know, if I were to vote right now, I think I would lean towards Hogan as the best champion too. But it is that is with the prox obviously with the proviso that people don't want to go against him because obviously he's a racist. So like Yeah. And and he's a very again, he's a very polarizing figure right now. So it's again it's the weight of public opinion. If you're going just by, if you want to eliminate all that stuff, then it probably should be Hogan or Hogan at least should get really close to the final. But you just got to weigh weigh all that stuff together, really. But I would be so pissed off if it went to somebody like, you know... Seamus. Well, guys like that, obviously. But then a a guy like Rock, like we were saying, you know, Rock is a very popular figure, very you know, one of the greatest names of all time, but he wasn't a great champion, realistically. This is what you do when you open up to a public vote, Rob. This is how you get Trump into power. I know, but <laughs> you see, Calum, we live here. We we suffered through that, and I don't want to suffer through that anymore. Hmm. It would be amazing if we just, like, created, like, a groundswell of support for, like, Finn Balor to win this thing or whatever. Well, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, for the Sexiest Superstars tournament, we had Fandango win it. Who do you guys see could be a sleeper pick like that? So, hmm. so we go with like we can go with like a wild card prediction, and whichever one of ours gets further, kind of like not so much wins, but just gets to have a bit of bragging rights over it. So we should probably go with someone who's like not obvious in any stretch of the imagination, but someone who we think will cause an upset and get to maybe the second or third round. If if I'm looking at that and somebody might cause an upset, hmm, there's quite there's there's a few interesting options. 
but I think I'd probably go with Oh, this uh, oh this this could bite me in the the ass, but I'm saying, uh, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Just the the popularity factor of him, I could see him beating Sheamus and then somehow overcoming AJ Styles. Hmm. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, you know what, I. I don't think we're going to get any kind of standout people like that, but maybe if anybody overreaches, I think that we could see maybe AJ Styles upset Hulk Hogan. And then that'll be like, whoa, didn't see that one coming, that kind of a thing. And and if I, he's one of my favorites, I don't think he's a great champion, but I could see him making it far Jericho. Yeah, like Jericho's got that groundswell of support. We did a tournament a couple of years ago with a lot less options because it was just WWE champions. And this was back in, let me double check, 2012 is when I did this tournament. The winner ended up being Steve Austin after beating CM Punk in the finals. But that's, of course... Punk was still in his- was he, still, very was he still winning his title right at that point? Yeah, and yeah, that's very he was super popular, and different champions have come in in the mix. There's different seating and all that other kind of stuff. My finals that time ended up being Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and I went with Hulk Hogan. But uh, looking at the way that that kind of played out a little bit, I, I'm yeah, I'm still gonna go. I think that when push comes to shove, people probably should and probably will go Hogan as the winner. But we'll see. And I don't know when I am going to officially create this whole tournament, like the post itself, to be up on the website for you guys to all start voting. But it'll either be sometime over the next couple of days, like uh, the end of this week or the beginning of next week, something like that. So you'll know how things are going pretty soon based off of round one. And... This being the first tournament that we can actually have like a seated type thing. That's going to be really interesting too. Uh, I'm excited. I think this will be kind of fun. And it's just a side thing. We're not going to be doing a breakdown every week as a podcast form. So you guys won't be hearing from us again regarding this tournament on the podcast side of things until we do the champs giving full recap of the whole tournament. But We'll be chiming in on, you know, different kind of platforms. If I get that Discord open up ahead of time, then that'll be a place to discuss things. If we don't, then, you know, there's the comment section on the pages itself on smartcutmoment.com. And there's also the Mega Maniacs when I post things on there. The Facebook uh, page, the Twitter. You know, there's lots of ways to express yourself when it comes to these things. And make arguments for people, too. Because if you're really trying to you know get the support going for like Randy Savage deserves to be pretty far pretty far up there where like Bret Hart should beat Bruno San Martino or like you know whatever the case may be like that you know drop out your uh your perspectives maybe you can sway some people uh yeah i think that's about it anything else you guys want to kind of preview and chat about uh, uh i guess account. i guess i guess the big thing to say is Looking forward to see how this pans out, and don't fuck it up, or we won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't just 
vote for Iron Sheik or Jinder Mahal or Vince McMahon because you think it'd be funny because we won't do it again. It won't come yeah. back. For that matter, yeah, too, man. future editions are going to be a lot shorter because <laughs> there's a lot less champions to go with for certain things. Well, no, I'm assuming the next thing we would do is the tag team. Maybe. And that's a mess. The tag team stuff so. is such a mess that I might not even want to do it. If you have like Edge on six different teams or something, that's like... right? You know, there's if you try to factor in each tag team, and you've got like, then you got to factor in that there's the Raw Tag Team Championship, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Unified Tag Team Championship, the World Tag Team Championship, the WWE Tag Team Championship, all over the place, and you've got like, how about European champions? Ugh. <laughs> You got like the Highlanders are going to be on like a tag team thing. I think probably they they might have won. They never the... held a title, so it's like oh, thank yeah. God, thank God. Uh, but you'd still have to go like, well, am I going to vote for Epico and Primo? Deuce and Domino, they could be on it. Yeah. Win the whole thing. Well, they're all about cool. I think they're wonderful. If I do yeah. have like a tag team thing like that, what I'll probably do because it'll probably be so many people, I'll probably do another qualifying round like what we did for the sexiest superstars. It'll probably be like, look, here's the bottom, you know, 50 people, pick three, that kind of thing, and just see who gets the most. But we could do Intercontinental Champions, we can do Triple Crown winners, we could do Grand Slam Champions, we could do, you know, Best WCW Champions, or Best ECW Champions, like there's, we don't have to stick to wwe pure itself now we're not going to have like best you know iwgp junior heavyweight champions because i have no idea who the fuck any of them are i knew exactly what you were gonna say (laughs) well i know who they are i can do that and we're not getting best impact champions because that's gonna be a mess but there are you know some ways to get around things and wait 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 why wouldn't we do best impact champions when that includes people like kurt angle and sting but we would do uh tournament that includes david arquette because it's david arquette (laughs) and vince russo (laughs) yeah (laughs) no because it's impact that's why (laughs) you know what would be kind of an interesting one to do though in the future would be to kind of like play around with um some of like the lesser championships like the best million dollar champion and make it like a one-day tournament well, that's just so, so, so who's that then? Between, between Ted DiBiase, Steve Austin, and Virgil. Well, no, you got Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, and right. Goldust. Like, that's what I mean. Like, wouldn't that be kind of like, you just do a one-day tournament. It's like, okay, we're going to start this at 8 in the morning, and people can vote. And by the end of the night, we're going to know who the champion is. And it'll be like, I don't know, uh, Thanksgiving is, what's the day that Thanksgiving was always on? The Thursday? Uh, last Thursday, yep. right? Yeah. So do it like that Wednesday or something like that. Maybe do like a live, a Facebook live discussion or something like, you know, we could play around with this. It doesn't have to be like a full long tournament type thing. And we could do, you know, we could make a real mess. Best ever hardcore champion. And make that super quick. Because there's been like a hundred of those. That could be like, this could be like a fun tournament where you can play around with it a little bit more. It'd be amazing if that was won by Godfather's Ho. Yeah, like that could be like a weird scenario like that. If Pete Gas wins or something, you know, like so that one uh 
that could be kind of fun too. Um, any suggestions that you guys have for this along the way too, drop them in the comments below and tell me what you think because I'll backlog them for future years. And, you know, if we really end up liking the way that this goes, then Champs Gaming will be a, a regular fall tournament for us. But really, to echo what Callum said, don't be fucking stupid or we won't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so if we're going to do a repeat one, then this tournament isn't scheduled for one fall. Nor does it have too much of a time limit. Six weeks. <laughs> I was hoping for like the one fall. One repeat, fall. But, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I would have given it to you, but I would have given it to you, but Tony was like, time limit. No, I wanted to undercut you. <laughs> Pulling a Vince McMahon here. You can't do the one fall. Or go two. Sweet. So. That one actually annoys me. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, that is it for our preview. Make sure you pay attention to smartcutmama.com. You will see a little sidebar when I post this up. It'll say, you know, Champs Giving Tournament, and that'll be where you can click on it. I might probably put a slider up, too, just to make that a little bit easier. It'll be on the homepage. You'll find it on, like, the features and stuff. And have fun over the next couple of weeks. Our next main event for the Smack Dog podcast is the mailbag for next week. So if you have not Already? sent in, yeah. This is one of those things where the mailbag needed to come next week because it can't come the next two weeks because of Evolution and uh, Crown Jewel. And uh, this is going to be an onslaught. We're going to have those pay-per-views, and then pretty soon after that, we're going to have TakeOver and Survivor Series. And next thing you know, we're going to start getting into the uh, Smart Up Moment End of the Year Awards. You know, it's October. Fuck. 2018 is almost over. So we got a lot of stuff coming already when it comes to that, but mailbag questions is the next. Send in your questions if you have not already submitted them. They are backlogged. I made sure to check every single one of those ahead of time so I'm not missing any questions this time around like the last time. And you've got a week or so to be able to uh, send them in because we'll probably either do that Wednesday or Thursday. But send them in as soon as possible. And remember also to not ask too many questions that are dealing with like the pay-per-views themselves. Like, you know, what do you think is going to happen at Evolution? I'm just going to save that for Evolution talk. But in the meantime, if you want to follow us all over the place, subscribe on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment. Check out SmartOutMoment.com's other material that we've got going on throughout the week. Check out Fanboys Anonymous for my stuff that's happening there. And follow all of us on our Twitter accounts and everything in the description below. I'm going to pass this around. Rob, what do you want to toss out? Um, just check out WrestleZone.com. I am doing the news from 12 to 4 p.m. And yesterday I got to do something really cool and review WWE 2 k 19 so i tell you what i liked about it what i don't like about it it's it's a decent game you know i would suggest you purchase it and other than that check out timekillerapparel.com and buy a t-shirt and callum well you can find me on twitter at wigmeister 14 and as well at least for the time being i've been taking over the power rankings so if you want to find out who's top of uh, WWE's tree at the moment, or if you want me to like push a guy or girl to the top, then leave me a message and like tell me why that person should be top, and then I'll ignore you and push them to the bottom because I'm that kind of guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing to talk about, everybody. If you want to see more things like this in the future, you know, more wacky kind of um, 
tournaments or different things like that, the best way to motivate all of us is to just, uh, you know, share things and pass the word around and, you know, boost us, you know, get us more subscribers, more viewers, more revenue, technically. If you got a little spare change you want to throw our way directly to influence that, then you can do the Patreon for this and request certain things. Of course, if you get like the $20 tier and you go, I want a tournament of like the best wrestlers of all time, we have no fucking time to do that. It has to be reasonable. But, uh, you know, you, if you want it like a, you know, haven't done a heel or face in a while, should we have heel or face Kevin Owens or something like that? Like you can play around with things like that. The merchandise shop is another way that you can do that. Public and Redbubble. Just head on over there and pick up a t-shirt or something like that. I think that's about it. So thanks for listening to this, everybody. Have fun with the tournament. Have fun with everything else. And we will see you next time. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And we're being counted out. Bye!